0: ready for this question um (laughs) when we initially deciding on decided on the topic it was kind of like yeah i don't want to go there (laughs) i don't want to deal with that i don't want to open that box yeah no that's a pandora's (laughs) box that needs to remain closed but grief for me is more than just death sometimes you can mourn the loss of a friend or a partner even the loss of yourself sometimes (laughs)
1: public disclaimer grief is normal welcome to this episode of balancing the bars where we'll be digging into why grief is really a taboo and do we really need it here in the 21st century given that at some point in our lives we're all gonna experience this big scary bear that we call grief Today, I am joined by my co-host, Abina Gomes, and two gorgeous guests who have a pretty good insight on grief and how we can maneuver it moving forward. Now, let's start with Marva Langevine. She is a 2018 recipient of the Queen's Young Leaders Award, and she is a co-founder of the Guyana Golden Lives Organization, which provides financial support and services for bereaved children, job opportunities for widows and food hampers for low-income families. We also have Annie Gomes who is a yoga instructor and founder CEO as well of Asana Athletics. She is a mother of two and wife to a popular Guyanese photographer Brian Gomes. Welcome ladies, welcome down. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank How are you, you feeling tonight? Let's do a vibe check.
2: I'm good. You're good? I'm hungry, but I'm good. I feel you are (laughs) that.
1: They say skinniest people have the biggest appetite. Don't
2: ask me where it's (laughs) going.
1: How are you, Avina? I am good. I'm good. All right. So let's just dive right in. When we hear about grief, everybody goes running for the door, Mm -hmm. hits the closest exit sign. Mm -hmm. Why do you ladies think that is?
3: Uh, Because of our culture, especially in the Caribbean, grief, loss, death, it's very taboo. People think that if you talk about it, it's going to happen to you, especially death. If you talk about death, it's like the the spirit of death is going to come on you you're going to die. But the fact is, death is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, every human being will experience grief because, as you said in the beginning, it's normal. Uh, once you have an attachment to something, once you love something, and if you lose that thing, you will experience grief. It's a normal reaction to loss. Um, but I think over time based on various religions and superstitions and all those things. It just became a norm, With whereas it is a taboo in Guyana and the Caribbean. Yeah. Death um, mm-hmm. is universal. Grief is universal. But just specifically here in Guyana and the Caribbean, people are afraid to talk about it, I guess, because of our history and our culture and all these things. But I'm an advocate for grief support and grief work, because if you don't deal with your grief, it can become a mental disorder or you may have a hard time moving forward with your life. Yeah. (laughs) Grief affects you um, in the entirety. It affects your memory. It affects your appetite. It affects your concentration. And then even for some people, they feel like they're going crazy. Mm -hmm. And that's where we we come in and we say, no, you're not crazy. This is normal. Expect these things. In the next six months, these are the things that will happen to you. Um, But just stay calm and find various rituals or practices or whatever it is to make you feel better or make you feel calm Etc. and make sure you have that community support to help you because <laughs> it's like a drug. They say love is a drug. Yeah. Mm. And for, for drug addicts, if they want to stop using a the drug, they have these withdrawals and all these various symptoms you might see manifesting. The same thing with grief. And I'm an advocate for bereavement, so I focus a lot on death loss. Um, so if somebody loses a spouse, a father, a mother, somebody that we're very close to attached to, if that person is no, no longer there, you're going to have like these withdrawals you don't have this person to hug you you don't have you don't you don't smell them anymore you okay. don't hear their voice anymore so that's going to affect you mentally and emotionally and the symptoms as I said you might have sleep disturbance and especially in children you might think they're acting weird but that's just how they are expressing their grief and sometimes you just need to let them be give them their space um, but also don't make them feel like they're lonely. Be around them to ins- let them know that there are other people that are here for That are feeling that are what they're them. feeling yeah. too. And um, the thing yeah. is, adults are more expressive with their grief. The children are the forgotten mourners. So sometimes adults may not even acknowledge that they're grieving. Or even if they do acknowledge that they're grieving, they try to speed up the grieving process for them. Say, oh, mm-hmm. stop crying, get over it, all these sort of things. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of patience. Um, a lot of active listening and just finding the most appropriate support to offer.
1: So there is a psychological aspect that, that you're right. there. There isn't a lot of emphasis placed on it. Um, Annie, how has grief really shaped how you view the world today? Like, how has that twisted mm-hmm. things for you?
2: Oh, my goodness. Grief did a lot for me. Um, a lot of learning. A lot of learning. But let me go back a bit i think grief looks different on different people indeed so like your fingerprint everyone has their own right i think everyone grieves their own way and for some such as maybe myself we can learn and we can grow and we can bloom and we can thrive and use it like soil you know be a seed well planted and just burst forward afterward That's not always the reality. Mm -hmm. For some people, the grief is the complete opposite. It's like burying them, Mm -hmm. literally. So it's not a seed and bursting forth and all these wonderful things that you always get. Sometimes you get the opposite. And so I'm seeing that to say, I was fortunate, blessed, thank God, thank the universe, whatever you want to say, for the opportunity to grieve and then to learn and to grow From from it, from the process. And I think it had a lot to do with just my own natural disposition, the beliefs I had. She mentioned something about rituals. I have my yoga practice. And so I had something to ground me, to turn to for comfort, for support that was completely by me, for me, with me. And so I was able to navigate through. But my heart absolutely goes out to everyone who might be in the position that's the opposite. I have no one. I have nothing. I have nowhere to go and just these tons of feelings. What is happening? Always, yeah. yeah. So I must say, my I, w- I would love to give my story and offer it as hope and support, but I know the reality is it's it's not always that sunny and nice mm. for most people. For most people, it's really raw and ugly and horrific and so I've had moments I'll say that to say I had moments where in my time of dealing with grief by the way I don't call it my grief I believe we use um feelings in a wrong kind of way they will come and go How so? they will come and go so you don't don't claim it it. no it has to flow it has to flow like water you can't claim it you got to just let it come I feel this now But two years from now, I'm not going to feel this right now. And that's the truth. In the moment when you're feeling things, you forget that. It's like, oh, my God, the feeling, the feeling. Because it's that powerful. But the truth is, grief is a part of your story. It is not the whole story. So in my moments where when I was going through grief, I had really dark times. I had times where, like she said, I really was convinced I was going to go nuts. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go nuts here. This is the way I'm going out now. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) because I was aware and had that connection with my breath and with my practice, I would always find a little corner and take a few deep breaths and say, you know what, this too shall pass and treat it like waves on the ocean. Okay, wash in, wash out wash in, wash out. At some point in time, the tide will go out and it will be calm on the waters again. And I think, if anything, the grief has has taught me is that seasons will happen. So don't get stuck on any one season. It's going to change and something else is going to happen. And so there's always that sense of hope. And no matter how bad or how dumb or how winter it seems right now, spring must come at some point. Indeed. Woohoo for summer.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, Cue the tears. That is so true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to them right now. Uh, my aunt, um, My aunt. Mm. I hope she's resting in power. As yeah. um, a matter of fact, I know because she's she a is. badass. She is. She, is. <laughs> she is. And she would always say that nothing in this life lasts for long. Mm-hmm. And it may seem sad, but really and truly it's not. Because the good doesn't last for long. The bad comes along and it gives you a wake-up call to, hey, this was the good I was experiencing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it also teaches you things that the good times could never teach you. Mm. So she has this thing where mm-hmm. um, the good and bad, they come in like a yin-yang cycle. What are they do? And mm-hmm. grief, I, I've learned, um, helps you to see life uh, the way it is. So, Abina, how has post-grief helped you see life differently I wasn't ready for this question yeah Um, (laughs) when we initially
0: deciding on decided on the topic it was kind of like yeah I don't want to go there (laughs) I don't want to deal
1: with that I don't want to open that box yeah no
0: that's a Pandora's (laughs) box that needs to remain closed but grief for me is more than just debt. sometimes you can mourn the loss of a friend or a partner even the loss of yourself sometimes Mm. but I think the biggest hit for me over the past five years or so has been the passing of my grandmother like it was so unexpected and I think that's when it's much harder to process because you're thinking that you're going to grow up and this person is always going to be there and then all of a sudden it's like no this is not how it's supposed to happen I remember the day that we found out that she died someone because she was in Wakenham someone called and they said um we took your mom to the hospital and she passed. My mother, like, she didn't process what was happening. So she came into my room. She was like, your grandmother died. I was like, wait, what? Like, how she said it, there was, like, no emotion attached mm-hmm. to it. And I knew in that moment, like, she herself didn't come to terms and she didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And when she told me, I was like, wait, what? My younger sister laughed because she thought it was a joke. It wasn't, and even while we were in the boat going to Wakenham, in our minds, we were all thinking, because my grandmother loves attention, mm, and she yeah. does weird things mm. for attention, but I guess she just wanted to feel that love. So in our mind, we were all thinking, man, it's just something for to get all of us to come to Wakenham. And when we got there, and we got to the hospital, we were all still expecting like for her for to, to come out joke. and be yeah. like, yeah, hi, thanks for coming. But when they pulled out Mm -hmm. and we saw her, like, laying there, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, this is happening. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, none of us could have been upset because there was a smile on her face. And we knew that she was fine with the decision and she was fine with what happened. And we couldn't be angry about it. I don't think I've been able to process it. And there's still times where I'm always wondering if there's more that I could have do, done or there's more time that I could have spent with her. But the ritual is just trying to remember all the good times when she would clap my roti for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> One thing about her,
0: when you come home, it's like you eat. When she come from waking out, we want? She would always bring the mangoes and the plants and then everything else. So that's actually helped with the process. But it's still something that I'm learning to grow from. I don't think I could deal with another death of a family member because it's like Mm-mm. can't do it. Love <laughs> trying. Deep.
1: Yeah, the roots run deep, and and you never expect it. So, haven't mm. deal, haven't dealt rather with people being plucked out of your lives and seeing other people experience it. Um, what do you really say to someone in that moment? Because in the caribbean like you said when your mom came she didn't register that this really happened i remember when my aunt died i was like i couldn't have been 12 yet and they came and they just kind of dropped it in your lap like okay this is what happened Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i don't
1: think that we have a culture of addressing death in decades with it yeah in in any way Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like okay this is it let's push forward it's like as soon as they as soon as someone you love dies it's like okay what next yeah we need to plan the the wake,
0: plan the funeral and and then pick up after so
1: what what's some advice you have for maybe a viewer who got dealt that rough card when someone they love left their lives and also maybe someone watching who is guilty of treating it in such a harsh manner
3: yeah because we don't talk about death or grief or loss we don't know how to comfort somebody who's grieving um, many people feel uncomfortable offering support. And those who are brave enough to offer support, they oftentimes end up saying something <laughs> to make the, matters, the matter oh, worse. Really? Like, much,
1: much worse. <laughs> you can say like, oh that again. oh, God knows best. Literally. But yeah. Oh, she's oh, no. you know, in a better, better place. place. Ooh, oh, nice. How do you know that? Like,
3: oh. People <laughs> are very upset when people tell them these things. But I guess we grew up hearing it, so we just repeat it. Mm-hmm. And they, oh, oh my condolences and it mm. ends there. Mm. Condolence can't do nothing for me. At that mm. point. I, t- I tell people condolence. I mean you mean well mm. but go beyond my condolences and that's mm. where I come in you know to say like these are the things you can do because I believe in Guyana we're so focused on moving on mm. from grief than moving forward with our grief So, Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. really nothing you can say to somebody. When somebody experiences a death loss, they are in shock. They're not thinking straight. Or a a whole lot of things going on with them. But you can just be there for them. You can sit with them. I'm not saying to not go and say my condolences anymore. Yeah. (laughs) You can still say that. But what are you going to do after? What are the tangible things? Or even the intangible things that you're going to do for that person that you love? Mm -hmm. To make them... um, reduce the pain that they might be feeling, I Mm. like to hug. Unfortunately, to be COVID, I can't (laughs) do too much hugging right now. Mm. But give them a hug, sit with them, them
2: lend a listening ear,
3: and I feel especially as Guyanese, we don't listen. Like we always want to say, say, say to to make them feel better. There's nothing you can do to make them feel better. They will feel better over time once they have that support um, and once they have the tools and the skills to process and cope with their loss. But I encourage people to just be there if you could just sit with them if you just go to the house wash the wares wash the clothes take care of the kids yeah it's the small things yeah if you could just say sometimes it depends on the situation you need to know who the person is um, you can say if you need anything you can let me know but most people would not let you know what they need mm-hmm. you just have to be observant and say okay I'm gonna I'm gonna bring groceries this week. I'm going to give you this money if it's funeral arrangements. I'm going to do this, that, like, you, you take the initiative to do things. Because once the once gre- death is fresh, especially, um, the person is in their own world, and they don't have the energy to do anything. And then some people are uncomfortable asking for help as well. So they might not say they need help. So you offer something to them. Mm-hmm. Um, with children... The best thing you can do is to just pay attention to them. And don't don't jump in and try to comfort them. Children are very different, especially adolescents. Give them their space. um, Introduce them to things that can help them to cope. If it's listening to music, writing in a journal, um, exercising, various practical things that they can do um, to help them. And another thing is to not be alarmed, especially with children. Sometimes you might see them being very happy and playing I'd be like, what's what's wrong with them? Like, they should be crying and sulking in the corner. But children don't, they don't stay in one place. with one emotion. There's so much for them. So they might feel it all at once. And then the next hour, you see them running all jolly, like, oh, daddy didn't die. But that's normal for them. That is, their brains are still developing. They're still growing. For adults, if you see that after, well, for the mental health professionals, if after six months, they're still in that dark, Place that's when you need to get professional help, and that's where psychologists trained mental health practitioners will come in and do various therapeutic um, sessions with them to help them to to process and cope and to move forward not move on, but move forward because they still have to go back to their day job, they still have to probably look after their children, yeah, and they still have to be present. Uh, and it also depends on the type of death as well. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've dealt with people who have experienced their parents being murdered. Mm-hmm. You know, like... That is actually something really, really... Um, It hits home, so... Yeah, so that's traumatic. Yeah. So it depends on the type of death. If it's a traumatic situation, of course, they're more prone to depression, PTSD, and other mental health disorders, and that's where you need professional help. Um, But just need to have the facts, know the type of relationship the person had with the deceased as well because some people had a strained relationship. So oh, you need to just get the facts together before you even take a step in terms of offering support because you might be doing more harm than good. good. So that just means get all the facts together. Mm-hmm. There's the internet. You could go online. Anything you need. How to help a friend whose father would have died and abina Sabina, right? Okay. Yes you got that correct. Abina talk about the other losses like yeah every day we lose like there's so many losses mm. in life loss of a job especially with this pandemic people are, people have lost jobs people have lost family members people have lost their homes um, but the floods people have lost their crops and these people are yeah, grieving. Yeah even recently you know mm. people are grieving so it's all about community support and people just paying attention and knowing how to so really take the first step in terms of offering support because if somebody lost their job, they don't need no hug from me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we got to find a job for them yeah. where we need to put systems in place to ensure that they have groceries and have their bills paid for the next three months and all these sort of things. So practical support And just um, being in tune with the needs of the individual. Mm -hmm. Then the
1: saying is indeed true when they say it takes a village to raise a child. But Mm. you never really do stop learning and growing and developing. So Mm. you always need people as much as we may or may not want to embrace that. So ladies, a wealth of knowledge just floats on this table this evening. But I do want to know, is there a piece of advice that you want to give just before we wrap up?
2: Annie, how about you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I put you on the spot, girl. <laughs> oh, my piece of advice is you know, remain true to your authentic self. And once you are true to your authentic self in a loving, caring, kind way, just follow suit on that path, yeah. regardless of what others might say i
1: think that's vital
2: that's vital (laughs) and
1: i love the points that you put forward marva but just one more thing is there a hotline that you can share or maybe even a ministry that would help because we know that there's a lot of crazy things that's happening every single day in our country and sometimes people don't know where to turn um just the other day a couple houses down from me a young man saw his mother murdered so like i myself was trying to figure out where are some places that i can go that i haven't already gone that treat this young man with the care he needs so can you help our viewers um onto some plugs for good mental health
3: <laughs> yeah um specifically for grief or bereavement yeah my ngo is the only ngo in guyana that does that so that's guyana golden lives organization um but as i said if they need professional help that is when i would make a referral i can't i have that's okay, so but what you can do is <laughs> give us... message Guyana go. So if you know yes. a child mm-hmm. who would have lost a parent or a loved one and you think that they need support, you can reach out to us, Guyana Golden Lives Organization. You can send a message to our Facebook page or you call this number, 671-3996.
1: Awesome. Yeah, so we and deal it is, with
3: um, brave children. We pr- provide mentorship, support, whatever it is that they need.
1: It is truly needed in our country. So yeah. kudos to you for that. And all of the members of your amazing team for pushing that that mentality forward that we can heal. Mm-hmm. And even though the grief might not magically disappear, you are going to heal from it. So if you're locked in right now to Balancing the Bars and you enjoyed this conversation, leave a comment below. We can bring these ladies back for you (laughs) and we can talk about some more things because it is not taboo. Like we said, we made that public disclaimer. It is natural and normal to feel these emotions. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for laying it out so perfectly because it needed to be heard. And I'm happy this happened on this episode of Balancing the Bars. Avinas, (laughs) thank you for keeping it real as well. And thank you, viewers, for fueling us and helping us to bring these genuine conversations to you. See you next time. We're here at Bouncing the Bars, where, where balance, balance brings, brings peace. peace.